0: All right, Welcome to another edition of TM3 Impact. My name is Tomas Martinez and I am here with Jarrell Flowers, hip-hop artist, director of the Rise Movement. Jarrell, I'm glad you're here. Dude,
1: happy to be here, my brother. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm excited to get into this conversation. Me too.
0: I'm really excited. So let's dive in. I always ask people, tell me your San Antonio story, cliff note version. How did you come to live in this amazing city?
1: Yeah. So my parents were in the military. They were they actually met um, in the Air Force in Germany. And so I they met there. I was born there about two years in uh, to my life. They came and uh, they decided to be stationed here, actually, in San Antonio, Kelly Air Force Base uh, when that was a thing. Right. <laughs> so uh, so they so they stayed there and um, they stayed in the military until. You know, my dad stayed in for 12 years. He got out um, and then went into full time ministry. And, and, uh, yeah. So from there, we moved to the west side of town near St. Mary's University. Yeah. And so I, you know, my, I was about 10, 10 or 11 around that time. And I just, that's where I grew up, um, mm. on that side of town. So,
0: yeah, bro. Just, I love it. So once uh, again, thank you, military, for bringing in another amazing family to yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, now, so you've seen the city, I mean, really grow. I mean, uh, uh, from the time, because you got here. What, how old were you when you first moved to San Antonio? Was it 10? It wasn't 10. No, no, no. no. You so were I, young. Was, I was
1: young. It was like two.
0: Okay. That's what my parents
1: were telling me. It was two. Okay.
0: But, yeah. I love it. So, I, yeah. in, I, and, and again, that's incredible. I love how the military brings so many amazing people here. So, now, mm-hmm. I want you to go back, because I always love to kind of backtrack a little bit. You're here you're a hip hop artist. You're director of the uh, Rise Movement, but yeah. I want to go back to, you know, tell me about Jarrell dreams coming up, high school. I want to know that young man.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, my upbringing was a little interesting. So my my family, hardcore believers, Christians. You know what I mean. And so, love it. Uh, so yeah, it was. It's it's amazing. Um, so the hip hop thing, I didn't really think that it was a like it was a thing in Christianity. Okay. I thought it was like either hip hop or you're Christian. <laughs> like like there was not really like a, a middle ground or anything like that. And so but I've always been like really intrigued with, with just the the sound, um culture, all that kind of stuff. Um just because I'm I'm wired as like a a justice kind of person anyway, I think hip hop speaks to me on a deep level. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so just, just listening to all of that. Uh, yeah. I was just growing up, man. And we were actually sitting around, this is going to sound super crazy, but right? we're actually sitting around a, a TV um, as a, as a family and watching Christian TV. And then all of a sudden, like this guy he gets on on the screen and he's like this uh, CCM Christian contemporary singer and he had the nerve to put a rap verse in one of his songs on T on Christian TV well, and I was, was like fam like, i mean this had to be like this had to be oh man maybe like it was in the 80s bro oh like, wow. 80s so, yeah okay so so maybe it was maybe he was inspired by DC Talk or something i don't know <laughs> right? like, i don't know <laughs> He was like, man, it's working for them. Maybe I so he drops <laughs> so a rap. So he yeah. So he does that, and I didn't know like growing up, like I didn't know that was a thing. I I, I grew up on like gospel music. Yep. So like BBCC C, Um yep. like all Clinton. of the yeah, yep. all of those guys. You know, um, Helen Baylor and like all of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Shirley Caesar. Yeah. You know, we were listening to uh, 1480 AM where <laughs> it was just like nothing but gospel stuff. So I, so I didn't know that um that you could actually do like hip hop like christian hip hop. So when this guy did it it almost like gave me like this like oh you can do that? So I cool. I literally like left. I literally left um the room at that point. Ran, wrote my own verse and came back like like 20 minutes later to show my family and they were like, "Wow, son, you know, that's that's pretty crazy, you know." So I just but do You remember so I just how I like were? low how old key how old were you um, so this point? is like this is when my dad and this is when we left uh, the military, yeah. and so I was around like ten or okay. so. Yeah, okay, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, and so so I just kept I just kept like writing, I just kept writing and writing and writing and um, just walking around the house mumbling to myself, <laughs> mumbling <Right>. lyrics <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, bro, and I just I just kept on doing it until fast forward man i had my first show with the white rabbit get uh, out of here which is like do you remember the white rabbit of course yes, okay <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay so so yeah it's paper tiger now yeah. but um it it used to be the white rabbit it was like mostly uh rock it was a yep. rock venue back then yep um so yeah bro we just i i started a group at that time like this was like further on in life i started a group and uh Group didn't work out. I ended up doing my own solo stuff. Okay.
0: Yeah. And tell me I go back to their first performance. Yeah. Okay. Go back to their first performance. Okay. <laughs> is it on video?
1: Uh, I don't think it's on Stop video. Stop it. Stop
0: it. No.
1: And and it was crazy, It's like my mom is like picture and video queen. But that day, I don't think she was there that day. And um, so we were on some uh, so the, the the group is called Resurrected Soldiers, right? We, okay, yeah, we're yeah, like Resurrected yeah, Soldiers, that. and so we we ended up getting out there, and it was like a it was like a a cross between like No Limit and Wu Tang. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if you could imagine. that. Okay. So like yeah. so like we we had like I mean we had people in our group that like really love like lyrics and and just. That whole thing, but then we also kind of had like the grunge. We had people like literally who literally were off the streets and they were just rapping and stuff. And so yeah we had, I mean, our thing was like we were unf- we were in fatigues and all that kind of stuff, like okay. it, like like no limit yeah. would be. Yeah. But we had like a whole group, and so it was like six or seven. People oh wow! And we were just all you know all rapping. We we got to fi- we got to talk to mom.
0: We I know there's a video of this,
1: bro. I know I, there's you know, a video of this. <laughs> I wish there was, she's got a video of a whole lot of other stuff, but right. I'm, I'm not sure if it was that first one. Yeah. So that first, that first time, like I actually started, uh, you know, we, st- I started the group because somebody asked, asked me to yeah. be, to do that show. And, um, and I didn't want to do it by myself, honestly. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so
0: I started a group. So you, okay. So you're like, okay, I'm going to put this group together. Cause so I'm not yeah, the bro. only one on stage interesting yeah. okay yeah i feel bad even just saying it but no 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 when, listen but think about it don't, you shouldn't feel bad at all because that that was that was the moment that pushed you to do something that you probably wouldn't have otherwise done right right yeah and, and so I, that's kind of yeah. smart yeah and i you know? and i think um i've always been
1: like wired that way too to like do stuff in in groups yeah and we'll probably talk later on about the rise movement and all that kind of stuff but it's it's um it's group effort man yeah you know what yeah, i mean Yeah, for sure so, so i've that i've always been led in that direction
0: no i love it so do you remember performing those lyrics that day at, yeah, at the Rabbit? like it's yesterday don't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: it was it was uh we had this one song called uh because we were prepping for that concert so we had and we didn't really have music like right. again like right. i put the group together i was like I had all my stuff, you know what I'm saying, that I had never performed before. Okay, and so I was like, okay, but we're a group though, so we have to have a group song. Yes, yes. (laughs) So we ended up doing this song, uh, which became our anthem. You know, it was a a song called "It Ain't About Me," and um, yeah, bro. So after that, after that concert, and we did that that song, like people started asking us to do that song other places. So okay. uh we we're at military drive yeah. south- southwest military drive in yeah. the car you know they oh, yeah. are cruising on on military, yeah, so we would be one of those people just hanging out on the uh like those strip malls and just rapping and sometimes we'd rap two three times at night just yeah. in different spots and everything, and that's cool, then that took us to other other places and opportunities and it was it was a really cool time bro, yeah, like it was just that that group i just i have good memories and like some other memories, too, but mostly good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, are yeah. you
0: the type of artist that do you, do you like to write everything out? I you know am, I mean? bro. Okay. You like I to write am. everything out. I love. I take words so seriously, bro. Take, tell me about that process from a creative perspective. I'm in the process of wanting to write a book, right? And I've had this yeah. in my mind for years as a creative person, right? Book writing, lyric writing. Yeah. It's creative. How? Tell me about your process to write lyrics,
1: yeah, so it's really kind of changed over over, uh, yeah. I guess since I've been creating. So okay. at, when I first started, um, again, I was very um, growing up in a Christian household. Like, so I would literally like grab the Bible and be like, "What is the Bible saying?" Yeah. Let me just uh, let me just write that yeah. in a in a creative way. So, i I loved I loved that. You know what I'm saying. I, I you know, I have a really deep faith. You know what I'm yeah. saying in Jesus. And so I'm like, yo, th- that was really formative for me. I think, kind of, as I'm growing, mm-hmm. though, I'm like, okay, uh, let's let's keep that faith, but then let's also say, what is God doing in my life? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. let me be more personal, personable with it instead of uh, preachy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So so now I'm like, so now I'm like, OK, what is like what's going on? or What is what is God's story in my life right now? Mm. And um, and and don't skip over the bad parts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. let's just go into what's actually happening in my life and. Um, Let's be personable and vulnerable and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just seeing that that just reaches a whole lot more people than if I just like throw a scripture at him and be like, yo, this is what the Bible says. You know what I'm saying? So, For, yeah, 100 um, percent. So, yeah. So 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 when it started out, it was definitely just like opening the Bible and just saying, OK, this is good. I feel like I need to talk about this versus, OK, how is you know, what is my experience like with? matching up to yeah the scripture like what are what are the tensions that are there and um so yeah I now I just get inspired by anything. <laughs> like, yeah like when, you know we're we're having you know my wife and I we're expecting another kid and all that kind of stuff and it's like there's a whole lot that goes into that and how do I how do how do I talk about that? What does that look like? You yes. know what I'm saying? And um Based on who I am, what my faith is, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been it's been That's really cool. interesting, man. It's been stress stress free in the sense that like I'm not feeling like I'm doing a sermon now. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? It's yeah. more like, hey, let's talk about let's talk about life in light of of my faith.
0: You know what it makes me think about? It makes me think about Andy Mineo's album, um, uh, the Arrow and Through the Clouds. Oh yeah. And if you remember. Yeah. When he dropped that album, you could tell he was going through some stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that album, you know, my, my son and I burnt a hole. If, if there was actually an album or a CD, we would have burnt a hole in it, okay? Like, <laughs> you can't do that now, okay? You can't you can't, right. you can't burn up tapes and cassettes, right? But we would have burned up a cassette, a CD, an 8-track we or an album. We would have burnt it up because we love that album. Yeah. But he was the authenticity of that is what really hits and i think that you're on to something with that really because that you know being real about where we're at it makes me think about if you don't mind i want to bring up one of your blogs yeah okay because you have a blog yeah because part of your blog is the freedom movement group yes right freedom music group tell me a little bit about that and then i want to bring up the blog that you wrote back in uh, august last year
1: yeah so we actually started freedom music group as a record label so we started as a record label just to house my music while i was Kind of going the indie route um i was just trying to figure out okay should i sign with people i was kind of going back and forth on that actually tried with a few record labels and it just didn't work out and so finally i was just like dude i'm just gonna do my own thing yep so it started out just to house my music and so so yeah i i just started doing that started blogging through freedom music group putting out my own music through freedom music group um, and so, yeah, it's at, it's actually at an interesting place right now because of which we'll talk about later is the rise movement, yeah. right? So, so because of that, now we have music coming out of the rise movement. That's going to be, uh, on okay. this label as well. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So, so take me back. I'm, I'm interested because you, you, the, the, the blog that I wanted to pull up was your, a letter to the shepherd. Yeah. And you wrote that in August and I'll turn it around so you can see it here. But you wrote that back in August 2020, right, August fourth, yeah. and I, I as soon as I started reading it and I go, this was this is during the pandemic, yeah, this was during the pandemic, and you could just share a couple of words from it and then just kind of just talk to me about kind of what was you know what were some of the things that were hitting at that moment that really kind of made this speak to you, this blog
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, so let me just read it. Uh, a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, Dear Shepherd, it's me again. You're sometimes overly anxious and slightly agitated sheep again. I just wanted to update you on how my plans to get us into green pastures are coming along. Honestly, it's the same sad song. Everything was going so well until everything went wrong. Waves of anxiety tried to drown me, and I don't think that I've ever felt so out of control. Please lead me to still waters. I desperately need you to restore my soul. So, like, those are mm. like... Yeah, so... Um, I actually wrote this, I actually wrote this because, are you familiar with Oak Hills Church at all, like Max Lucado? Oh, yeah. And, okay. Yep.
0: I went to Oak Hills for many years. Yeah. 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 So
1: So, um, so they, they actually asked me to, to do a spoken word and they were doing a, they were doing like a sermon series on Psalms 23. Oh. And so, so I, so I was doing that. And, um, so I, so I went into Psalm 23 and I was like, okay, let's, let's do this. Yeah. And, uh, while I was reading it, bro, like what was crazy about this is before they asked me to do it, like a couple of weeks before that, my wife and I were going through Psalms 23 and, um, and we're just like really reflecting because there was a, there was a time in our life where we were like heavy into Psalms 23, just even my, my daughter, uh, Naomi, um, her, her name is Naomi Raquel, right? Her middle name, and mm. it means pleasant, beautiful lamb we, mm. because we were in Psalms 23 at that time, and we're just like, man, God's going to take care of everything that we need and all this kind of stuff. And so fast forward to now, it's like, you know, God was reminding us of that during the pandemic. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? For sure. And so like, we, so it was already fresh. Like, everything was already fresh and happening. And so, um, so I wrote it, but when I wrote it, I wrote it from a standpoint of, you know, we read Psalms 23 and it sounds all nice and fluffy and everything, right? It yeah. sounds it yeah. sounds really cool and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, I wrote it from a standpoint of like, okay, imagine if things aren't going well and you're having to read this, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I wanted to put like all of the frustration and the agitation that was actually in that people were feeling, yeah. you know, in song you know, you know, in during last year. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I want to I want to put that in there because people are feeling that, but I also want to remind them that the Lord is still our shepherd.
0: You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Thank well, thank you for reading a little bit of that. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, you know, I think with with what people ha- have gone through and what people are still going through. Still, right? Like the, yeah. the, the reality is that it's not like this is just you know it's gone right there's right. st- there's people still in it right. and this is very powerful so so if you if you have a chance go to the website tell everybody the website where they can read more of these blogs yeah uh
1: freedommusicgroup.com there's like a whole blog section and uh, that one is called a letter to the shepherd
0: a letter to the shepherd it's beautiful now let's go into you got a chance to do a zoom call with the mayor yeah. Tell me crazy. about that. Right. <laughs> I saw that on your Instagram. I think it was in your Instagram. And you did a video. You're like, I was just on a Zoom call <laughs> with a mayor. You know, talk, tell, talk about that. And Phil Harberger, too. He's yeah, legendary. A legendary. You know? Yep. <laughs> for legendary. sure.
1: So. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty cool, man. Um that Zoom call was for the Rotary Club. And so that Zoom call was um, so a whole lot of like business owners and kind of stuff like that. So I would actually done a call with them before um and I didn't even honestly bro like I didn't even know what a rotary club was. I right. was like, "Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when do so, I show up?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, well, uh we're going to do it on Zoom and and all this kind of stuff and so so the first one went well. They invited me back and they're like, "Yeah, this time uh the mayor is going to be speaking and it was supposed to be like in person." Yeah. And uh so you were talking about how how ripped the mayor was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was hoping to see that in person like yes. okay bro but i mean it was it was a zoom call it's still translated
0: through i mean right. he he was still kind of oh, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah He's but, a, uh, he is literally a he-man doll in a suit i'm telling you yeah yeah and
1: so uh so yeah i mean so he was uh i he was actually interviewing Phil Hardberger ah during yeah during that time okay and so um, so yeah i just I got on there, and I just got a chance to to just share like like three or four pieces, yeah, or something like that, yeah. and so yeah, super cool experience, yeah. man i'm like yo this is this is actually happening, you know what I mean yeah. like you you think about stuff like that, and when it you think about what it could possibly look like when it happens, and when it does happen, you're just like. I guess this is it, but uh, it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah.
0: That's really, really cool. Awesome. So Rise Movement. Let's talk about Rise Movement. I see yeah. the shirts, and, and, I, and I remember, was the Rise Movement, when I first heard you do your spoken word at CBC, and if you haven't seen that, make sure you go check it out. The spoken word. You've done it, I don't know, a bunch. I mean, yeah. you've been there quite a few times. Um, but talk about the Rise Movement, how that's come about, and what is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the Rise Movement in short is just, it's a community for creatives, man. Um, and so it's, it started out as a community for, you know, just, uh, just creatives, hip hop artists, singers, graphic designers, videographers, photographers, all these different kind of creatives. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm going to get into how we started Mm -hmm. all of that, but, um, yeah, I see the need, like in our city, especially for creatives to just really collaborate to come together. Um, I I feel like San Antonio could be a destination place for for the arts, like if we actually work together. Yes. So that so that's my goal, man. Like I, I want I really want to see that happen for the city. Mm. Um, uh, you know, every great metro, metropolitan places is, is like. It's heavy in the arts, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it just brings that flavor. It brings the culture of the city out, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, so I, I definitely want to see that happen for the city. So that's one of the reasons why I started it. Another reason why I started it, though, uh, to a more personal side, is that um, I was actually working for uh, a church during the time that I started the rise movement. So I was working for the church. I was also touring. So this was like in 20 in 2017. Yeah. Um, I had just come off of like my own touring, you know, yeah. thing. I was touring my album that I actually, I, actually, I uh, came out with like two years before okay. I was just touring this thing and, and God just really blessed it and everything. So that, that year, I had like sixty shows, like oh my goodness, yeah. I I had like sixty shows that in twenty seventeen. Plus, I was overseeing like different uh, areas of ministry, right? So it was, it was a lot, yeah. And so going into twenty eighteen, um, I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? This music is is taking off, but then I also have like. I also have like this ministry stuff that I'm I'm in charge of, right? So yeah. I was overseeing the children's ministry, worship team, uh, oh. uh youth ministry. I was like trying to do all of this stuff. And so I got to a point man where I just hit like a really bad like it was a dark spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just, and I and uh, I don't I'm not normally like a guy who's like all depressed and stuff like that, but yeah. at that point like I I had Thoughts of suicide. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, what is, what's, what's happening?" Like, like, and it was crazy. Like, like I, I didn't write notes and wasn't planning anything, but just the thought, just entertaining those thoughts was not at a. I I never really like experienced it that depth before, so I was like, so I said, "Okay, man." Like, I, I felt like maybe other creatives felt the same way because Mm. one of the things that I felt bad about was that I didn't I didn't feel like I had community I didn't really Mm. feel like I had people to talk to about some of the stuff that I was going through as a leader right you know what I'm saying of course (laughs) and so you have people you have people that are that that are serving with you serving alongside you you have people that are reporting to you you have people that you report to and all of those people for me I felt like there was no deep enough connections and relationships yeah. for me to say hey i'm actually you know these thoughts are really messing me up right yeah. now you know what i'm saying yes. <laughs> you, you feel me for sure so um, yes so so i so i was like man I, I wonder if other creators are feeling that way because just the process of being a creative yeah. sometimes is it's uh it's very inward focused like you're trying to really go go in deep and really I guess, I guess, just really, um, you're doing a lot of self examination, you're doing a lot of all that kind of stuff. And so, so it's a, if, if I let it for me, it could become a very isolating process for sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Like you, you talk about writing a book, like yeah. sometimes you're going into your own head and you're doing all this kind of stuff and it can become an isolating process if you let it. Right. Yes. So, so I'm like, man, what if there was more collaboration? What if there was other creatives that can get with, with each other yeah. and just really t- outside of collaboration, just talk about life and just grow together yeah. and um love each other. You know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. And so that's kind of how I started it, man.
0: And like, so you just started calling people up and say, hey, listen, I, we're going to get some creatives together. And you've had your first meeting. You remember your first meeting?
1: Bro, yeah. It was like me, my wife, and two other guys <laughs> that I that I called. We just got over, uh, invited them to the house. We're just talking. We had some coffee or whatever. We're just yeah. talking through stuff. And um, that turned into that was such a great time Mm -hmm. of like connection Mm -hmm. i was like dude what if what if there was other people out there that really needed this so i i literally put it out online and and that kind of stuff and within the first week a hundred people like responded to that it was like yes this is like something that we need and wow bro and so 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 from there we ended up having uh we started doing like um meetups at parks and like barbecues. We had house concerts and all that. Now of course have seen some of those online. Yeah. Yeah. So so Um so uh, of course not all hundred people showed up, but we had like our first one, we had like seventy people right that showed up to this thing. Um and then we just we kept on doing that and it was we were still hovering around that sixties, yeah. seventy, you know, people kind of thing. Um, and so we just kept on doing it, bro. COVID kind of messed up our rhythm a little bit. Um, but what happened out of that was that, you know, now we're starting to see a little bit more light at the end of the tunnel, right. With everybody kind of taking vaccines and doing all this kind of stuff there. Um, so because of that, things are starting to open up a little bit more, I feel like, you know what I mean? So, so because of that, um, the people in our group, they, they had certain things that they wanted to do. And so now they're in short, essentially there's like these little nonprofits that are starting to form under the umbrella of the rise movement. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. And all of them are art related. Yeah. You know, like they have art infused in there yeah. somehow, some way. So that's, it's a, uh, it's cr- bro. It is crazy. Like, I feel like, you know, there was a lot of, Bad things that happened with COVID, but it was also like a reset for a whole lot of people.
0: You know what I'm saying? Massive reset. Yeah. Yep. And
1: so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so the right. So to me, it sounds like not only is it a collaboration where you're getting people together, but it's also a way for people to communicate, to talk through. Like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what's happened to me. Does that sound about right,
1: bro? That's that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Man. So you have you have. Um, it, on the collaboration side there are people who are who are actually making money because they're collaborating yeah. art is a very collaborate uh, collaborative industry yeah so like if you're you know even on spotify like if you're collaborating with somebody else it's probably going to go further than if you're just doing a, a track by so you know what i mean so so there's a whole there's a whole lot of that but then there's just the side of like life like yeah. hey let's you know great one of the things that just does my heart joy is that actual relationships are coming out, coming out of Rise. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, where people are actually getting together, hanging out with each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- that kind of stuff, I'm like, dude, I mean, priceless. Right?
0: That's priceless. No, you know? for real. That's yeah. uh, For sure. So... Rise movement. So now, is there a membership? Is this like a group? Like, how do how do people join this rise movement? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so there is it, there is a membership.
1: Yeah. Like, we don't really charge people to yeah. be a part of it, yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you go to um, freedommusicgroup dot slash rise. Um, you can learn more about the rise movement and all that kind of stuff. But there is also um, you know, so we have like a group, we have the the bigger group, but then within that group we have you know smaller groups. So we have like a dance group, we have um, you know a group of producers, okay you know so the, so there's there's other groups inside of that. so some people may not even like go to the website, but then they'll get connected through one of those groups and you know they're they're like, oh wow, and then they yeah. realize that it's actually a bigger. A bigger movement, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, so yeah uh, honestly, man, it's just been word of mouth and just actual relationships and I've I've kind of wanted to keep it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like where people are just people are just like, Hey man, hey, you need to connect with this and like that's how I'd probably say like ninety percent of the people I love it, uh are there because somebody else said, Hey man, you need to check this out, you know? Yeah. So that's cool. I love it. Yeah so
0: shifting gears. You told yeah. me earlier you've been married fifteen years. Come on, somebody.
1: Right? Set, yeah, yeah. Fifteen September.
0: years in, in September coming up. No, yeah. no, no. We we
1: celebrated fifteen. Oh, years you in did. September. So we're, ah, you're coming on, on
0: sixteen. 16. Yeah. Okay, so I always talk about this because I, I and I and I and I share this with. Um, I had Julie Henderson, um, who you got to connect with. Okay? okay. You and Julie got to connect. Uh, she is a vocal coach. Oh and wow! She is, Come on. She sang with Billy Graham. Um Billy Graham stages back in the day. She is like yeah. she, you you need to connect with Julie. So um I always I I, I I say, you know, it's a badge of honor. You know, I've been married twenty one years, mm-hmm. right? And I always say who you marry matters. I now, still don't I,
1: I still twenty one years you twenty one years. Yeah. Bro.
0: Well I'm forty five. <sighs> yeah. <Hi. laughs> how <laughs> i'm 45 <laughs> yeah and so i have been training a lot so i've been training for an Ironman. man so it's just, okay that's that's that's, that's, that's definitely helping that's, that's definitely helping, keeping is. me young okay. and chasing my 11 year old son enzo mm-hmm. but getting back to this right <laughs> so when you hear who you marry matters i i just want you to speak on tell me your wife's name Janiel. 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 that's right mm-hmm. to, so speak about just the power of that statement in your life
1: yeah um Besides the obvious fact that, uh, come along, I would still be doing concerts for, um, for chili dogs instead of real money. Um, yeah, for real. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that was, you know, the fact that I'm actually like doing stuff for real money, that's all her. Um, uh, yeah, but she's like, she's incredible. So I actually met her, um, in Bible school at yeah. this place called Texas Bible Institute in Columbus, Texas. Okay. So, um, we met uh, she's originally from Florence, Alabama. Okay. And uh yeah, so she's from the South. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a, she's just amazing, man. And so uh she's really, you know, balanced me like in a lot of ways. Like I'm I can be a very um extreme personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um uh, so so sometimes just like in just basic decisions, I'm like all or nothing, let's go. <laughs> You know, what you're, I'm you're all in <laughs> or all out. What are the two? Right, like, right, And um, and she's like, "Well, we can actually, you know, like we can actually let's let's think this through, and yeah. we can do this, and we can do that. Here are the options, and all that kind of stuff." She's always like showing me the other side of stuff. I'm like, "Man, that's that's awesome." So that that helps me not only like in business decisions, but like when it comes to relating to, uh, to people and all that kind of stuff too, you know, like I can be a very, like, you know, what's going on with this? Like what's going on with this person? Right. Um, all in or all out kind of thing, you know what I mean? And so just having grace with other people and just saying, okay, like this person's where they are walking with people instead of like leaving them, you know what I mean? Like sure. just, just stuff like that. And so, um, She's just she's yeah, she's just made me like a better, a better person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Overall, which has helped me
0: like in my artistry, but just just in everyday life. And your walk. Yeah. In your walk, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I say the same thing. My wife has elevated me to a whole new like even the studio. You look around this studio, like there's not one fingerprint of me in here because <laughs> it would not look like this. Okay. It would it would if you saw this office. About three months ago, I'm serious. You'd just be like, "Wow, Tomas! Like you, <laughs> you might want to get your wife to help you." So I finally let her and she Crystal. Did great, too. <laughs> I mean, they just went to town on this office, yeah. and I, I love this studio now. And so, okay, great. So if you were if you were to say uh, keys, right? Uh, you know, I always feel like there's keys that can unlock. For people to mm. to to maybe get to the next level, what would you say to some young married couples out there? You're 15 years in the game, right? Going Ooh. on 16. Yeah. What would be a key, maybe one or two keys that were like, "Hey, if you if you just figure this out, it will help you."
1: Yeah, bro. How many keys? There's <laughs> so many keys, bro. <laughs> yeah, pick
0: pick one key that could help somebody <laughs> unlock some drugs. Seriously, right? Bro, I feel
1: I I feel like marriage is and this is something that that I had to learn and I'm still learning is that marriage is not about like just my comfort and my joy and my satisfaction. You know what I'm saying? Serious. Like, so, so I, and I feel like even, so even some of my unmarried friends, right? Yeah. I think they're, you know, a lot of times like we just go into this mindset, you know, when we're thinking about marriage, like, okay, if, if this person makes me happy, then it's, then it's supposed to be right. But marriage, when you get into marriage, you actually understand like, it's a, like you have to. You have to be selfless instead of selfish, right? So you can't like just be thinking about yourself all the time and and all that kind of stuff. And even even when it in every aspect of the relationship, yeah, like yeah. in every aspect of the relationship, like it, you know things are better when you're not thinking about yourself. Yeah, And so for, for a person who's like a a very driven person, like I'm a driven personality. I love to like, what are we doing? Let's get it done. Let's hurry up. You know, I don't waste my time to, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes not being selfish means like being patient. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for a person, for a person like me, because I'm just like, okay, uh, we need to get to from point A to point B as fast yeah. as possible, and sometimes it's not, sometimes the journey's not uh, as fast as possible, right. right? But but it's better, yeah. <laughs> you right. know
0: what I mean? No, like, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, now you drop two keys. I don't know if you realize that yeah. you drop two keys. Number one is be selfless, yeah, right? And, and for, for, for all of you young married, understand. That process is so hard it is, to bro. get on the other side of selfless that it's a process. It's a process. It's not yeah. a day decision, right? You got to make the decision every second mm-hmm. that you're in marriage to be mm-hmm. selfless. And there will be times that you will be saying, I'm sorry, a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And number two, the key you said is patience. You have to be patient. And, you know, that was one thing with my wife. She's helped in both those areas big time. But the patience factor... Um, is something that it's so big, you know, for 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 relationships. If you want to get to the seven year, the fifteen year, the twenty one year, you have to be selfless. You have to be patient, and 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 just know that saying I'm sorry is okay. Yeah, bro. right. It ain't gonna kill you. Right. <laughs> it's not gonna kill you. I heard this quote, and I and I want all <laughs> young people to hear this. I, I love this quote. If you have to eat crow, eat it while it's young and tender. <laughs> And I said, I came home from my mastermind. I I said that to my wife.
1: I'm like, think about it, right?
0: It's easier to apologize in the beginning than to wait a couple days when it's now like that. That that crow is like, now it's all hard. It's just, you know, burnt up and you just don't want to do it. You're like, oh, I don't want to apologize now. No, no, no. Do it in the beginning because it's so much easier than to hold on. Tomorrow. On. It's so much easier. Yeah. Dude. So so you know, now here you are. That's you, tweetable. That's it, tweetable. Right? That's a great Somebody quote. Somebody tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said that. I think. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll give him credit. <laughs> it wasn't me. That was not me. <laughs> so so you've got you've got the Rice movement, you've got Freedom Music Group, right? Yeah. You 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 um are speaking at churches? You're doing the spoken churches. I where I saw you at CBC. You yeah. know what is what's next? I, I is there an album that's coming out? Like what's next, bro?
1: Yeah. So we're doing a whole, we're doing a whole lot of speaking, like for different organizations. Um, I've done some like rebrand stuff too. So for organizations, so there's people who give us their mission statement, vision statement, or what they're trying to do for their their event, and they ask they ask us cuz so we with rise there's also kind of like a production aspect of it too where we do videos and and stuff for people so um so they'll ask us to create something for their rebrand or create something for you know whatever they're doing yeah. and uh they want me to sort of say it in a in a creative way yeah. and so I do spoken word and and hip hop and all that kind of stuff but there's also other artists in our group too so I've kind of Kind of empowered them to do that as well. So they they've done some spoken word. They do production. So a company comes up to us and they're like, "Hey, man, we need a video for this." Um, They'll give us all of their details of what they're trying to communicate. We'll write something, create music for it, create videos for it, and so it's it's been super cool, man. So we're kind of we're getting into that, Um, and then we're also empowering like these nonprofits that are that are. Kind of under the yeah. umbrella of Rise, and then I do have a, a project dropping. So it's, okay, uh, it's, the album is called Rise to kind of give the give more visual to the actual movement that's happening. Yes. so so it's actually coming out next month. Oh um, my! I goodness. have a I have another single dropping on the twenty fifth of this month of June. Okay, uh, so that one's crazy. Like that one's not even really like hip hop though, bro. Like that's okay, like, that's like. It's like singing. I collabed with the with a girl uh here named Damadice Geta. Okay. She's a phenomenal singer. She's like a she's like a gym in San Antonio.
0: Okay. Bro. Shout
1: out. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So connected connected with her on that song. That one's coming out. And then um in June in July, I've got two more songs coming out and, and then the project. And then the
0: full. how many songs on this project? Ten. Oh my goodness. So do you yeah. already have the date? Uh, it, does it already set up, or is that one of those things where it's like a slow process? Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: I'm I'm still having okay. to. I mean, it's definitely coming out in July, okay. but okay, um, it's probably gonna be like the later part of July.
0: Okay, so so, so I, I'm always intrigued by. The music industry now, because you yeah. talk about it, it's crazy yeah. flipping on its head, right? Crazy. Like we grew up with Napster. Come on, okay. Napster. <laughs> we grew lime up LimeWire, LimeWire. Lime. Okay, I grew up with LimeWire. I don't. I mean, how close are we in age? Are you? We? we, we you? I know you're 39. younger than me. Okay, yeah, you're younger yeah. than me. But okay, think about that. We grew up with LimeWire. Napster, okay? We grew up with MySpace, music on MySpace, (laughs) MySpace, okay? So now we're at a time where, like, it's all here. You know what I did this morning? I literally walked up to, I can't say it out loud, but I walked up to my little Apple thing over there, and I said your name, Play Jarrell. And guess what happened? Started playing your music.
1: That's crazy.
0: On Apple. (laughs) We went from (laughs) Napster to... I just said play Jarell and it started playing your music. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And uh, the Save Us song came up. Yeah. yeah. Love, love that song. Dude, yeah. Powerful. Thank you. Powerful, powerful song. Make sure go listen to it. just Just say Save Us, Jarell. Trust me, you're going to love the song. But go back to the music industry for, because I'm curious what, I mean, what were some of the things that you learned during that process of getting to stream so that that happens? Did you know you could do that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I would have been like, man, if I, if I could just say my name and it just started playing, I'd be like, man, that's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> Anyways, talk about it. Bro, I mean, it's so, I mean, we were talking
1: earlier about like CDs and like, bro. Oh, yeah. So the thing that tripped me out because people were telling me, man, you got to get on streaming. You got to get on streaming, get on Spotify and, and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was on it, but I wasn't like really serious about it. But then when I started seeing that cars weren't coming with CD players anymore, I was like, oh, snap. Like, they're not coming with CD nope. players. like Never again. Done. And so for me, like, I was a, you know, a, for me mainly, like, a touring is my thing. So, like, when you're an artist, you have, like, about four or five different kind of streams of income. Well, there's more, but there's mainly, yeah. like, that handful. And yeah. one of... One of them was touring. So the way that I sold my music yeah. was through printing, you know, CDs, yeah, yeah. merch, all that kind of stuff, because I'd just constantly be on tour. Yeah. So now with with COVID and all that kind of stuff happening and really shutting down shows for the past year and a half. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank God they're starting to come back around. But like yeah. but it's it's um so everybody had to go like either you to get your music heard. It wasn't touring like you either. Were streaming like you had to go heavy into streaming or virtual like concerts and stuff like that. So I was doing so, I did like a couple of virtual concerts and all that. But it just it just didn't feel the same as like having people in the room and all that kind of stuff. So I had I had to go all in on the streaming side of stuff too. So uh, so that's that's kind of like what I'm doing right now, and it's 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 good. You know what I'm saying? Is it hard? to get um, to get on Apple like that is that hard? I no. So, it's not. so okay. The, uh, on the technical side, it's not hard. Okay. Bro. Like I mean, there's there's so many distribution companies that are out there that'll say, "Hey, I'll get your stuff on Apple, I, uh, Spotify, all that kind of stuff." That's okay. n- that's not hard. Okay. Like, but the whole thing right now is uh, the big thing right now is playlist, right? Mm-hmm. So to get on, pe- just to get on your connect with your listeners. To get their music on your uh, on, to get your music on their playlist, yeah. to where they're listening to it consistently. Places, yeah, and then oh. and then Spotify and Apple Music and all these other streaming services, they have their own uh, what they call editorial playlist where they'll put stuff on. So like mm. people, Spotify will come out with a Beast Mode playlist for people that are working out, and so that's kind of how music is discovered now right you know what i'm saying so right. it's not you know back in the day people would discover music through i don't know like through dj's and yeah. and my sp- yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying?
0: or or wait a minute the radio the radio
1: <laughs> you know right. what i'm saying like it's like oh that's that's a cool right story, you know what i mean right and so but now like like playlisting and all that kind of stuff is just it's just the new radio you know yeah. what i'm saying and then people influencers who yeah. actually use the music we're talking about coming in hot with Andy Mino yes. and Crazy. So like influencers are starting to use it. Kim Kardashian used it. Yeah. And so it just like blew up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so like that was that was more powerful than radio could have ever done. Ever. For, you know what I'm saying? Serious, yes. So it's all, so so it's all like it's all like social media stuff now yeah. and, and um playlist and all that. So I think that's the hardest part. Getting getting your music on there is not
0: hard at okay. all but then it's just like the playlist stuff. Yeah. Just, you know. Okay, So radio. are you on are you on Instagram? So will your stuff come up on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. How does that work? It's just a lot of the, like distribution companies,
1: man. Like they will they'll put it in in uh Instagram, they'll put it on um Facebook where you can like monetize. Oh, wow. They'll put it on like um even when, even when it's on YouTube, you can monetize on YouTube. Wow! So there is just a lot of a lot of cool different ways to. I, I feel like the music industry is probably better now. Um, people would argue with me on that, probably, but mm. uh, but I feel like it's better in the sense that you can get your music
0: exposed more. Right. Well, you if you know I mean? if you go back, right, what were the chances of your of your record if we went back to ninety five? Right, what were your chances to get your uh, tape, your new single out? The only yeah. way you had was to get a DJ to play it. Yeah, pretty much that's it. Or you got lucky and somebody on Napster or LimeWire <laughs> stole it, <laughs> and, they, and then they gave it to somebody, right? And I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know. Yeah. And then what did they do? They went and stole it, and it. <laughs> so now you can actually get paid for it. Right. Yeah. As opposed to someone just taking it, you know, or, yeah. or if you remember, you could take a CD and drop it into Apple, into Apple <laughs> iTunes and you could pull every one of those songs. You remember that? I remember that. Uh, I remember those days. Yeah. Bro, like It was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So I so I think, you know, the I agree the, with you, by the way. I think it's better. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's better
1: for the artist as far as exposure. Yeah. Um, so I, I said that some people would probably argue with me because um. People actually buying records, so iTunes, right? iTunes has you know you can buy an album for nine ninety nine or mm-hmm. whatever. So that versus streaming, I mean, you sh- the the money that an artist would get for streaming is just not it's just not good. It's okay. it's it's trash, honestly. Yeah. But um, so but if somebody like bought an album, iTunes, mm-hmm. so they're buying it for what nine ninety nine, right? You know what I mean, like. Um, so just a few albums and you're make, like you sell three albums, it's like 30 bucks or whatever, okay. you know, versus like, you have to stream a lot of times just to get 30 bucks. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Okay. I've, I forgot what the number is, but like, there's a, there's a certain amount of streams that's equivalent to one album. Okay. Um, like one album bought and it's like this crazy, crazy number. number. Yeah. yeah. So, so i I feel like as far as money it's really forced people to go outside of man let me just bank on how many albums i could sell so now you have to create this whole like ecosystem around yeah. your music so you have to like create merch and you have to create all these which is i feel like it's good too because it's forcing creatives to be even more creative. Yeah. Like now you have to build a brand and a culture around like what you're doing versus let me just drop this hot song. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, so I think there's like pluses and minuses, but it's been pretty interesting overall.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, listen, as we wrap this up, I I, I want to thank you for coming on TM3 Impact and just knowing your story, what you're doing in San Antonio is powerful, and we want to support you in any way that we can. Yeah. I cannot wait for your album. I'm just going to let you know my son and I probably burn a hole in that one. <laughs> if we had an album or a CD, we're going to get it on iTunes, okay? Yeah. Do you have a name? Is it just called Rise?
1: Yeah, it was Jarrell. Jarrell. My, 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 my name on um, Apple Music, Spotify, J A
0: R R E L. Yeah. J-A-R-R-E-L-L. Yeah, I love it. And before we go, we, we have, if you're okay with it, I'd love to have your daughters come up because they're here yeah. in the studio. So we need to have them come on up. Come on up here. I got to ask sure you guys a question. Come on up here. <laughs> so we have Livia. Watch that cord right there as you come on. you could Come on over. Come on over. <laughs> Naomi, come on over. The, these are Jarrell's amazing dollars. here. We have... Naomi in the back here in Libya. Okay, so you guys got to hear the whole podcast. Um, and I'm just curious uh, what's the biggest thing that your dad has taught you? Um, what's one of the biggest things that your dad has taught you? Um, I put you on the spot. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, what you got, Nye? Responsibility.
0: Responsibility. That's a big one. I love it. To not fight. <laughs> to not fight. That's right. I love that. That's awesome.
1: That yeah, that's, is awesome. That's, to me, that I feel like that's a major accomplishment coming from the she she's the the more aggressive of the two. So yeah. to so to hear her say
0: that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, you guys are beautiful. I'm so glad you got to come hang out with us today in the TM3 studios. I cannot wait to meet your wife, Janelle. Janelle? J- Janelle, Janelle, yeah. I can't yeah. wait to meet your wife, Janelle, And congratulations to all your success. For everybody, remember if you want to learn more about it, go to Freedom Music Group. music Group.com. Yeah. music Group.com. If you are a creative and you want to learn more about Rise, go and learn more yeah. about Rise and join this group of collaborators that are working together to help everybody be successful. Yeah. And so the, the last part to this, I'm very curious. If uh, what book, right, a, a book that you've purchased that you've given away ha, ha, has has made the biggest impact on your life?
1: Oh, that's so good, man. So recently, um, just because of what I'm doing with, with the Rise Movement, there's this book called Simple Church that I've been like really like giving people. It's because it's not just for church, like it's for organizations. Just yeah. Just to help bring clarity to what an organization is doing. So that one, um, and then I'm into audiobooks, too. So, wow. like, um, Good to Great, Jim Collins, and then Seth Godin has one called Tribes. I don't know oh, if you Oh, love it. Oh, my
0: Woo! gosh. All I'm you like, need is 100, 100 fans. Bro. Right?
1: right? <laughs> Seriously. So, so, try like, for... That that book Tribes really helped shape what I'm doing with the
0: Rise movement too. It's a per, it's, it's a perfect insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's a perfect marriage. Just, yeah. You I don't know if you remember this, but Seth Godin did something with that book that was unprecedented. He gave that yeah. book away for free. Yeah. When that book first came out, he offered. I don't know if you do. You remember that? He oh, that's was how I looted. got it. That's how you. Okay. He gave <laughs> it, it away for free, free yeah. and it was like, I mean, it was gold in a book. Yeah. So for anybody out there, if you have not read Tribes by Seth Godin, I think that's one of those books that's it's really timeless. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I definitely want to check out Simple Church for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful, dude. I mean, it just really brings like a lot of clarity to what any organization would be doing. Yeah. And so, um, I. I uh, the premise of it is that you know, in, an, in a time where everybody wants to make everything seem complicated, um, yeah. people are winning by doing simple stuff.
0: Yeah, I love make it. Make an
1: organization simple, so it's amazing.
0: I love it. For our last words, you guys want to say anything before we head off from this uh, our podcast here? We're rock stars. What do y'all want to say? Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> bye. Well, I'm, again, I'm glad you guys were here. Listen, Jarrell, thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's been a crazy time. and busy, and I bro. really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Dude, thank you for having me, man. Appreciate yes. you, bro. Yeah, take care. We'll All talk right, soon. Man. All right. E-